The human male never seems to progress past adolescence. To the Batmobile. Googly, googly. Let's go. Danger. Let's go. Any horse? They could take it. You wouldn't like me when I'm wrong, wrong, wrong here. Yeah, I can fly. Big heel. Big heel. Big Hello, darling. Welcome to the comic trope. We're in a small room. Or is it a cave? A young adventurer stands before us. Let's call him Adventuring Dave. He is covered in silver armor, shield and sword in hand. He creeps through this damp corridor. There, a giant, masculine dragon approaches. I am Amos, the pedantic. Why are you here? Dave replies. I was running after my damsel, weapons clanging side to side. Amos is furious. How dare you use a dangling participle? You must die! Dave lunged his sword to the creature's neck. At the same time, Amos hawked a judgmental fire flame on him. They fell onto each other, presumably dead. And I showed up. I could care less. The Comic Trope is a podcast where I, me, Blake, talk to my friends about comics, pop culture, and whatever else we come up with. Today, David Amos answer the age-old question... Cash me outside? How about that? Oh. Is that a question? I guess it is. It is <laughs> Cash me outside? <laughs> she does ask, how about that? In this case, no. Uh, go away, dog. How I wonder about if that? any of those hoes in the audience decided to take her up on it. I doubt that. Especially because they clapped after she, she called all them hoes. <laughs> after, uh, what's his name? Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil was like, mm, so all of the audience members are hoes? So all of the yeah. audience members are hoes? And then they all clapped. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, he's terrible. <clears throat> Trump, go to bed. He's slightly more a doctor than Dr. Oz. Yeah, My dog slightly. wants to be on the show, I think. It's like, I'm slightly more a doctor than Trumpet. Trumpet is the name of my dog, everyone, and she decided to come hang out with us while we're recording. Which would be fine, but her tail is very long and whippy. Whippy. Yeah. It's more whippy than we are quippy. Whip snap from his whippy tail. No? Why does that sound familiar? Tenacious D. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so what are we going to talk about on today's podcast? We're going to talk about comics today, which is surprising. And exciting as well. <laughs> and then also comic book news. There's a lot of film news we get to talk about. Yeah. We're, uh, we have to make our iterative updates on, on where uh, Marvel, Fox, and DCR and their various film franchises. Yep. That's Did you hear cool. what happened to Kurt Russell? He has a penis. Nothing happened to Kurt Russell. He just he still has that penis though. Probably. You guys making up for last week where you didn't weren't able to. I just want to make sure we check that yeah, box. Yeah, for real, man. Like, we didn't. Quickly. You guys are getting lazy about this. You're not even trying to like fit it into situations. Well, hey, it fits in almost anywhere. It's Kurt Russell's penis for Christ's like, sake. It's like the Force Awakens. We know we're on icy ground or whatever, so we want to just go ahead and make sure it works, and then we'll get more adventurous. Okay. Because we forgot last time. And then I have a fun game planned. Oh, so we're gonna do that. And Blake's fun games. Yep. Was it conceived under inebriation? <laughs> it totally was. I was gonna not mention that, <laughs> but I think that once we get to it, it will be obvious that I was. Blake's idea, much like myself, conceived under inebriation. <laughs> I have no Take idea. Take that, Amos's mom. That would be. Yeah. That's Maybe. what your dad said. <laughs> Man, that's weird. <laughs> Well, guys, I did kind of open that one up, so I'm gonna leave that alone. Yeah, I say, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost went there. Yeah, I was like, eh, I could do it, but I, I just wouldn't feel right. And All then right. Um, <laughs> next week we are going to be going over 
planetary with our in our monthly segment, which I think Dave renamed Sequoia Speaks. <laughs> I don't remember what we called last time, but I like Se- that. Sequoia Winston's going to come on, and it was Sequoia Suggests, wasn't it? Yeah, Sequoia Suggests. Yeah, I think Sequoia, Sequoia Speaks <laughs> is a little more snappy. Yeah, Sequoia Speaks. What I think I said, Sequoia. <laughs> Segua. <laughs> Segoya is uh, Segoya Segway. Those are little nectar drinks that you can get, like like Venezuelan restaurants. Oh, those are good. They're like mostly sugar, but somehow still delicious. Yeah, they've got them at um, Guasaca. Mm. Oh, Guasaca. Really? I haven't been there in a while. Does Everyone was, should go to Guasaca. They should <laughs> haven't already. If, if you don't live in Raleigh, I'm sorry, but if you do live in Raleigh, congratulations. You were probably just moments away from a Guasaca. There is now one in Morrisville, Cary. Really? And one Good in Dur- downtown Durham as well. I'm equidistant from all – well, I was equidistant from both the Durham one and the, the Lake Boone Trail one here in Raleigh. But uh, then they opened that one over in Morrisville. So that was much closer to work. I'm excited about it. I've eaten there twice already. It's only been open for like two weeks. Man, I wish they were giving us money right I now. Just, I would just give me some of that sauce that they give. The yeah, red sauce? That's fine. Mm, the so red good. sauce is so good. Did you say it was fire? Uh, well, so it's fine. Like if we just got free food instead of yeah. money, right, 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 right. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. Coupons? That's pretty. I mean, like I would prefer it to be Guasaca, but there, there are a few places that if they offered us free food for podcasting, that I wouldn't take them up on the offer. To be completely honest, what are some places that you wouldn't? And uh, not to get too granular in Raleigh culture, but anywhere that the only thing I could eat was meat. Mm. All right, don't ask the vegetarian that. Yeah. <laughs> That's that sucks. It's pretty easy for me. <laughs> but I guess you guys would be pretty happy if House of Broccoli decided to. Uh, oh yeah, I'd be into it. They call it. They'd call it the 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 not hanging brain is what they would call that. It's restaurant. also the VeggieTales version of House of Cards. Ah yeah, House of Broccoli. House of Broccoli, where the broccoli gets elected president through a series of schemes. Yeah. Uh, spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, well, I mean, I just started so, it, much, so many cauliflowers in office is about time. Cauliflowers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the two parties, the the Brocks and the Collies? Yeah, I wouldn't know who to vote for. I think I'd be a broccoli guy, but a charismatic and you know paradigm shifting cauliflower would probably get my vote. Yeah, who do you think cares more about uh, snap peas rights? It's got to be broccoli. They're both green. <laughs> no, okay, I see. <laughs> I see. Died in the wool. Yeah, or in this case, the uh, the chlorophyll, the the pistola. All right, this has gotten as weird as it possibly could. <laughs> Are you Ooh. sure? Well, no. All right. So, Speaking of Pistola. Pistola? Oh, man. <laughs> Kurt Russell's Pistola. If he was a plant. What kind of tree would Kurt Russell be? <laughs> oak. He'd either be an oak or a redwood, because, you know, he's kind of he's kind of long in the tooth at this point. I guess that's true. In a big old trunk, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That Kurt Russell has a big butt. Let's do an icebreaker. All right, guys. This is a serious one. We've done a bunch of silly ones. I felt like we could ask an actual comic question here. Do comic books set in movie or TV universes, do you think that they help that TV or movie universe? And who do you think really buys them? So you're saying help financially as far as... People watching a show based on reading a comic? Help them, I believe, love the universe more. Become more... I would be surprised if that uh, path is very common. 
I would think now, I'm sure, I mean, I know that a lot of people come to comics through movies and TV shows. We've obviously seen that happen a lot in the last few years, but are you saying how often does it go the other way where someone discovers a movie or a TV show through the comic? Well, let's, let's, okay, so. Based on that? Could we also use this? We could use this as games as well, right? So I will give you a personal example. Um, so I played the original Witcher video game years ago and then started reading the books as they translated them to English and then also continued to play the games. But Dark Horse, of course, has done three different miniseries uh, set in that universe, uh, and I absolutely love that. And I feel that it, it, it does bring me more into that world. But, I mean, you could argue that I was already pretty invested in, in that world to begin with, so it wasn't as if the comics somehow got me more attached to them. But growing up, something like uh, the Aliens vs. Predator comic books – or the RoboCop versus Terminator, right? We didn't have a ton of those movies at the time. We have a ton of them now, you know, 25 plus years on. But back then when the Dark Horse, you know, comics were being published in the, the early 90s, it wasn't a lot of it. It was just one or two movies from each franchise. And I really enjoyed them. And I was like, oh, I could think about all the different ways that what is the alien homeworld like? Is there an alien homeworld? Is there a predator homeworld? There probably has to be. They do battle on it. Do they come to Earth? With RoboCop versus Terminator, it was like, how did these two things come to be? You know, oh, RoboCop went through time. That's fucking dope. You know, those were definitely things that I helped me like those things even more. And I believe built a foundation or established um, precedent for things that make me see any of those films and those franchises going forward. I will literally watch any RoboCop, any Terminator, Predator, mm-hmm. Alien, whatever. Um, because I just think they feel really comfortable to me. They're things that I know about. Yeah, they rebooted it a bunch, but you know, why else would I have seen both fucking Aliens versus Predator movies? Yeah. Well, I, I have found that <clears throat> movies that spawn comic books tend to work a lot better than these comic book, like Marvel and DC, trying to do comic books set in the movie universe. And I think it's because people... You know, they watch Aliens, they watch RoboCop, they watch all of these sci-fi movies, and they want more of that universe, and comic books are a great outlet for that. Mm -hmm. Whereas, if you're watching, well, not necessarily, but a lot of people who are watching super super movies like Marvel and DC are familiar with comics or don't want to read comics, one of the two. And I don't think we comic book readers really want that many books set in the universe that the movies take place in. Right. So you're saying that for for comic books that already kind of exist that have movies made off of them, how much sense does it make to make a separate storyline of comics that take place just inside the cinematic universe? Yeah, sure. And I don't think there is much. Well, there's anytime Marvel does a movie, they do those lead up books. Yeah. And then they do the the movie adaptations. And then sometimes they do um, like epilogues a little bit as well. Like I know Guardians is getting a couple of things timed with the, the release of the new film. Yeah, and they usually pair them with like introduction to character comic right. books and stuff like that. Yeah, and I don't I don't really care about that stuff. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that there's enough to watch already just with the ABC shows, the Netflix shows, the actual films themselves. There's a lot of hours of entertainment out there. I don't also need to read comic books. So maybe maybe my answer is slightly different based on that interpretation of it, sure. Yeah, but I'm with you, man. Th- those Aliens books, like... I ate those up. Got it to you. Dark Horse was really, other than like Archie Comics and picking up stuff just in the line of the super gro- mm. superstore, grocery store, whatever we call them. Um, Supermercado? Yeah. I mean, I would grab those, but the ones that I actually started purchasing were definitely the Aliens, Robocop, Predator. Like, that was my 
entry point into comic books. Yeah. Because of the movies. So let's talk news. Should we break into singing newsies? Did we talk about oh, that? Oh, man. <laughs> Boy, could I. I think that last time we decided Open that. Open the gates and seize the day. Anyway, I've watched that, that movie newsies? a lot. Yeah, it's one of the songs from Newsies. I'm, I don't remember Newsy, but. It was one of my favorites as a kid. I can picture a bunch of. Little boys in brown outfits and weird hats jumping around selling newspapers. It's more or less what they do. Yeah. Mm. And you've got Christian Bale when he's like 18. Hello, boys in newspapers. And they're not English. They're not? No. What kind of accent? It's set in New have? York. I was going to say, it's set in New York, right? Yeah. So. That makes sense. You know, he talks like this most of the time. All the kids talk like this? 50 capes. Hey. Yeah. Hey, why don't you boys some news? Oh, can't do it. And, uh, well, you get the idea. Newspapers. I nope, that, still English. I think, I think that, that Blake. <laughs> Blake looks at any period piece with children and immediately thinks Oliver Twist. Right. That's, well, uh, yeah, that's a thing. If you look at them without hearing them and you don't know anything about the movie, yeah, you might think that. Can I have some more? You know. Papes. Papes. <laughs> Please buy some papes. That I remember from Newsies, because I probably saw it as a kid, like when it came out on VHS, we rented it one weekend. That's the only time I've ever seen that movie. But the thing that sticks with me forever is when Christian Bale slams that like half dollar piece down on the the counter as he's like buying papers in the morning. And he's yeah. like fifty papers, and they're like, "Holy shit! <laughs> this, this guy's kid. gonna sell fifty fucking papers today!" Woohoo! They're gonna <laughs> lock this guy up. He is crazy. Slinging he is, them he is insane. I don't even think there's that many people who can read in New York. <laughs> there's no fucking way fifty people can read papers in this city. My favorite part of it was the kid uh, who's from Brooklyn who leads the Brooklyn gang, and he yeah. looks like he has tuberculosis, but he he's like does. he's like really tough and and good with a uh, fucking pea shooter. It's fun. Did you go see the the musical when it was here? No, I didn't. Last year, did not see that. I have a friend who went. What they think? He, I mean, he's he loves the Newsies, which I think is hilarious in and of itself. But not listen, not that you can't love the Newsies based on his personality type and the other things that he enjoys in this world. I think that it's very odd that the Newsies are something that he chooses to latch onto. I pretty much like any musical. <clears throat> I'm just a sucker, sucker for them sings and dance. Well, we you like La La Land. Time. I haven't seen it yet. My I wife told it. me that I'd love it, but I also cool. really like uh, what's his face, the Canadian. Um, the lead in that movie is Ryan Gosling Canadian. Yeah, Ryan is he really? Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Damn, that just that just hurt my soul. Really? Because yeah. can you tell he's like super nice, funny, attractive? Sound like anyone else? Wah, wah. Uh, so Mike Archie, Myers? what? <laughs> Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah, he's all those things too. So correct. Name someone from Canada who isn't. Archie Comics is going to start releasing Marvel comics. Pamela Anderson. And that's not. As surprising as it really sounds. So, like, you know, all of the, um, well, I was just mentioning it. Like, when you go through the grocery store, there's those Archie, what are they called? Anthologies. Yeah. And, Archie Digest. Yeah, they're Digest. This is yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, they yeah, there you go. And they're going to start including some Marvel comics just presented in that form on really cheap paper and... So what's that going to look like? I mean, what kind of stories are these going to be? Because I was reading it, and I was thinking, like, Digest made me think of 
like digest emails or something. And and what I would like is a periodic update on what's going on in the titles I don't read. Because they so often come together for the big events or they play into each other and I you know, I don't want to read just X title just because I don't have the time. Yeah, I it the information I have hasn't spelled out exactly what those are gonna be, but I would assume that it's gonna be closer to the infinity style Marvel comics, which yeah. are like the Disney cartoons, right? Right. right. It, it's gonna be focused more towards um kids. Yeah, and, and stuff that is has a lot of um the same tropes that like all the Marvel characters have, so it's easy to pick up and read. Yeah. You won't you won't pick it up in Iron Man as a teenage black girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> It will be the same kind of stuff. I mean, and it'll it makes be the sense. stuff people who've watched the movies are familiar with. I would think. I would see this as a step back into the grocery store purchases for Marvel. You remember when we were kids, you could get like a comic book at the grocery store in line. At least when I grew up, we didn't go to no grocery store. Well, we was a grocery store. I mean, you guys killed your own animals, which is you know, no, we didn't do that. You plucked your own eggs or whatever you do. With a eggs. day, no pigs would die. I think it was just corn. Mm-hmm. Corn and squash. And That's all you corn. ate was corn and squash. No, but it's the only things we grew were a handful of vegetables. Quash corn. This makes more sense than trying to sell Marvel Comics in line again. Put them in a Archie Digest, see if people actually want to read it. Then if it goes well, maybe create your own kind of digest, like a Marvel Digest or something like that. But it makes sense. I mean, Archie's been selling forever, and it still sells. Weird. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like the updated ones that uh, Mark Wade was yeah. doing one of them. And I Chips think it was Darcy. Chips Darcy, yeah, Chips yeah. Darcy doing uh, Jughead, which was like my favorite thing yeah. last year. It's, uh, it's, it's funny to me uh, that, you know, as an adult, you don't normally have a, a window on these kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know, or, or a frame of reference. You see these and you're like, oh, who the fuck buys that? Right. Like when, when something gets announced and you're like, you shrug a little bit. Like, why would someone purchase those things? Working at a comic store, even you know, a decade ago or more, since it's, since it was that I did, you know, I will tell you, and, and Sequoia will certainly tell you, since he still does, uh, it blew my mind the number of of young people who bought both Archie and the other big one was Sonic the Hedgehog because I would, you know, the comics would come out on Wednesdays. I'd put them in the subscribers' bags and I'd go back and look over things. I was like, who the fuck is buying Sonic the Hedgehog? Because no one subscribed to it. Who is buying Archie? Because no one subscribed to it. Uh, and then on Saturdays, uh, a, a kid would walk in there and he would buy like you know his, his mom would give him twenty bucks and he'd buy twenty dollars worth of Sonic and Archie comics. Whoa! So see, I get Archie. Sonic blows me away though because he's I, so fast. Well, what's what's weird to me about that is that like our little kids today, like would a thirteen year old today even really know who Sonic the Hedgehog is? Well, yeah, they still pump those fucking games out, man. But do people own. play them? I think so. I mean, I we guess. don't. But again, like that's one of those those instances where there's a pretty firm delineation between uh, what what a, a young person would do and an, and a, and an adult, uh, which is you know for for how for how cross pollinated so much of what young culture and and, and adult culture you know uh, has become right. over the last twenty years. It's easy for us to look at uh, Moana and go, oh, of course a kid likes that because that was would, awesome. You enjoy Moana, right? Yeah. But you can't look at you can't. There's. There are still certain, you know, places and things. You know, I, I my my godkids like watching them watch things on Netflix. I'm appalled most of the time. I'm like, this is not what. Don't laugh at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, this 
This makes you look less intelligent. Do not find this entertaining. <laughs> Do not find this entertaining. <laughs> I, I demand that you find this insulting to your tiny intelligence. The the thing is, is that there are some pretty distinct delineations between the you know certain kinds of media and entertainment, and it is kind of difficult yeah. if you're clearly on one side of them to find the other one appealing whatsoever. Children's gonna children. That's they, it. They is man. And if you don't have kids, it's even harder. Yeah. Uh, my my whole outlook on life changed as soon as I had a kid. It's like everything that didn't make sense made even less sense. I mean, I've just got Amos, and that's not quite the same thing. It's true. All right. <laughs> he does love Moana, really? you though. Didn't even, you didn't even go with the all right, Dad? Just the all right? No, nah, I got nothing. All right. <laughs> Steve Rogers is about to let the Marvel Universe know that he's evil. I read, I think, the first few of the evil Steve Rogers comics. Steve-el. Mm-hmm. steve Rogers. And <laughs> steve Knievel. steve I stopped Knievel. because I look forward to reading this as, as a collected trade. Because so far... See you in October. So far, the idea of Captain America being the new... Trump, I guess, is what they're going for. Yeah, Not it, to get too political, but I well, mean, <laughs> it's basically like a, we need to make America great again. We need to make S.H.I.E.L.D. great again. And it's definitely like very one-sided and, and liberal. But that also appeals to me. So I think I'm going to enjoy it. Greatly. Saying, I feel like saying not to get too political is like on Seinfeld when they would say, not that there's anything wrong with that. Right, yeah. yeah, well, I just don't, you know, it... It, it appeals to me because I am very liberal and I do not like President Trump. I guess is what I'm trying to go at. I don't think we need to worry about alienating those people either. Well, I just want them to If know. you like Suicide Squad, I think you're a turd. And if you <laughs> like Donald Trump, I know you're a turd. How about okay. that? Well, <laughs> you can cut that out if you want, but I'll still say I'm, I'm not going to cut it out. All right, that's cool. But I want anyone listening to know that I also think you're a turd, but a, a nicer turd than Amos does. You can be a nice turd. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with nice. I know, I know lots of nice turds. This is true. They're turds. <laughs> uh, but that's all I really have to say about this, other than Interesting. I really like the direction that Marvel has chose to take Steve Rogers, because he started getting real boring as soon as you made him, as soon as he was no longer old Steve Rogers. The thing about old Steve Rogers was he was like a crotchety old superhero, and I thought that that was entertaining. And now he, and as soon as he became young again, I was like, well, here he is, the same Steve Rogers I've known since... I was a kid. I don't really care about that. Well, we all know what he thought about America under the the Nixon administration when he came back in the seventies. Yep. We all know what he thought about America then. Do you know? I don't. America is a piece of trash. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what's funny about the Rolling Timeline in Marvel is that I think that Steve Rogers in the Rolling Timeline um, was thought out in two thousand five. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's funny. In more news, what do we got? Oh, oh, Ben Affleck doesn't want to be Batman anymore. I don't know. This isn't like real news because it's on Newsarama, but the fake news. Yes, it's (laughs) it's alternative facts, alternative comics in a totally different way than you might normally think of that phrase. But that's the new rumor. And I want to talk about the new rumor because he's obviously not directing anymore. And... That's the part that disappoints me because, I mean, okay, so so far, not to totally cut you off You're there, um, 
the Mar the sorry the Warner Brothers DC movies have been directed largely by Zack Snyder whoop, whoop, whoop. and um, who did Suicide Squad. He's now he's going to do uh, the the Harley Quinn movie. Gotham City Sirens next. Mm-hmm. I think. I uh, his name. Yeah, uh, these have not been great. <laughs> so a different director would be great. That that would make me excited to see one of these movies. So, and I think what I have seen that Ben Affleck has directed has always been at least very competent. He's a good storyteller. Yeah. And and he also has the clout, I think, maybe. I mean, I don't know much about how studio politics works, but he might have the clout to... Push back. Yeah, and to make it his own vision, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whereas it seems like Suicide Squad was just a mess of, you know, lots of different people's... Uh, doing comments yeah. and opinions and yeah you can't really that that kind of turd of a film can't be blamed <laughs> on solely the director i like know? that we're doubling down yeah sorry Not that that sorry. shit sandwich of a of a film and i'm air quoting right now a sorry film. not sorry that's how we sorry. air quote here it's the canadian it's a very canadian sounding phrase when sorry. you think about it well, well, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And then sorry, not sorry just makes it even more so. That it's sounds whenever like a, I apologize, my iPhone tries to do things. <laughs> sorry, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Why are people turds? Um, where was I going? I know where you took it, but I forget what I was going at. Ben Affleck. Oh. The Batman. I wonder if he saw the rough cuts of... Justice League. Justice League, and was like, Urgh. yeah, you, you definitely get the sense that there is a lot going on. We don't know. You know there's a lot of information we don't have about why he's making those decisions. But it also could be something totally unrelated. I don't know. Also, the director that was maybe two weeks ago, the director who was teed up to do the Batman film has already stepped away, and yeah. we don't know why. Hmm. Um. Who's directing uh, Justice League? Zack Snyder, right? Is it? Is I it? don't know. I'm pretty positive it's Zack Snyder. I'm pretty checked out of those. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing is, I'll still see him. Well, I'll see Wonder Woman. Uh, I guess I'll see Justice League. I'll see all of them. I didn't see Suicide Squad in the theater. Cause... Yeah, it's definitely Zack Snyder. All right. All right, Amos. Guess who might be directing Suicide Squad 2? Me. Oh, no. Um... Margot Robbie. I don't know. Margot Robbie. Well, she's it, what, she's an executive producer uh, for... No, I don't know. Who might be directing Suicide Squad 2? Why don't you just throw out like the most ridiculous... Michael Bay. Oh, no. Mel Gibson that be... is actually... Uh, oh, yeah. I already knew that. Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see <laughs> and Mel Gibson has confirmed... Has he? ...that he is in talks. Oh, okay. I was going to say... I, I was... <laughs> Easy, easy. I was getting super excited. Have you guys seen the last couple of Mel Gibson movies? Which one? What has he directed? I mean, what has he directed? I honestly don't know. What has he directed? The Passion of the Christ? Apocalypto? I never saw that. Never saw that. Apocalypto was great. The Beaver? No, the he, Beaver? Didn't, he didn't direct The Beaver. Uh, I think... The fuck is The Beaver? Uh, oh, I remember that. What's-her-face directed it? Jodie Foster directed yeah, it. Yeah, oh, that was the like puppet. the re- reimagining of Leave it to Beaver, but in <laughs> 2007. Nope. I kind of wanted to see that just because the puppet it's looked hilarious. great. Did, did we watch it together? The Beaver? Yeah. I don't think so. I think I watched The Beaver by myself. We were... <laughs> I bet you did. We were here <laughs> Just in case it. shit popped off. And I loved it. It was, it was great. so fun. What I, was his, his recent thing that got nominated for an Oscar? No, not that. It was something else. He directed some other movie that was nominated for an Oscar. Paparazzi? That was such a no. self-flagellating? Flat- flat- <laughs> <laughs> 
Flagulating? <laughs> what am I trying to say? Like when you like like hit yourself. Flagellating yeah. could work. Yeah, yeah. But not flatulating. <laughs> but for real, though, uh, he's a damn fine director. And his most recent film, Bloodfather, uh, which was kind of like one of those released in theaters, released on you know pay-per-view uh, subscription digital networks at the same time kind of deal. It was great. Bloodfather's fantastic. What's it about? Uh, well, I don't really want to give anything away okay. about it. It's just worth watching. Is what it you're is saying. because it's one of those. Is movies. he in the movie? Yes, he is. Oh, is that the one where he's the well, he's the dad, and it's some sort of organized crime thing is connected to it? Yes, yes. I've seen a trailer for it, but there's something else that he directed that's been very recent. I think. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking. I just can't remember the title at all. See, I really like the movies he directs, but as soon as I see his face, I get angry. What? Well, see, okay, I don't even remember. So, so the time where he was really controversial was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that he said some anti-Semitic things, and he seemed to be having a drinking problem. Oh, Hacksaw got, Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. It's up for Best Picture. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, he had a drinking problem. Uh, he got arrested a couple times, like DUI maybe. Uh, where is he at with all that now? <laughs> Like I haven't heard anything about him controversial. I in think a long that he, time. like people got tired of him being the paparazzi pinata, and then it I just, mean, yeah, but he kind of deserved it. I mean, those were some pretty outlandish fucking comments. Oh sure, I'm not saying that anything he did was. You just, I'm just saying that like we have a Hollywood villain every like five years, and for like three or four years, and it's probably your own fault. You just get destroyed, and then people forget about you until they eventually kill you, like Ryan Dunn. Sure. Wait a minute, wasn't he the? <laughs> Guy from Jackass that just drove his car off a cliff? <laughs> I don't think he drove it off a cliff. Yeah. He didn't? I, I don't know. He, well, I think he wrapped it around some trees. He was driving very, very fast. I just, you know what's... And intoxicated, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. You know, whenever I hear about someone getting in a car crash that kills them, my the first thought I go to is them driving Jesus. off a cliff. Like in... I just don't know why. I was thinking of um, Thelma and Louise. That whenever someone's like, and they got in a car, a deadly car wreck, I think of them just driving off a cliff and then dying. It's not probably like, not how very many of them. No, yeah, not at all. That's my point. Is I wonder that, how many people die from cliff, cliff car accidents a year. Uh, defenestration? Isn't that the word? What? When you get thrown out a window of a car? I, uh, there might be a German word for that. I don't know no, if, the, sure. if English Let's has a word for that. French. The French always... It would, well, if it was French, it would be in a movie. What do yeah. you call it when a person in a movie at the very end of it drives off a cliff and dies? <laughs> Mise en <pied. laughs> I don't know. What's the French term? How many comic that? books have we talked about so far? <laughs> there. There you go. Right there. Defenestration. I see... It's much people being like disemboweled on a kitchen table. Defenestration is the act of throwing someone or something out a window. Man, that's weird. What? That's a strange word to exist. Okay. I mean, do you not? I, I'm no, I see it. it. No, I don't. I don't disbelieve. Because, well, you know. Okay. So, is this correct? Is this a correct usage? Lorena Bobbitt defenestrated her husband's penis. Yes. <laughs> that dick got defenestrated. <laughs> Man, you hear about that shit? She defenestrated his penis right after she cut that motherfucker off. Uh, Mel Gibson for Suicide Squad. Neat. All right. Um, I don't want to piss off Lorena Bobbitt now. No. Legion. Can we talk about... Yeah, well, we can't. We kind of can. All right. So, Legion... It good. It yeah. is... As a throwback to the icebreaker that I did, Legion exists in the same universe as the X-Men films, But it apparently. doesn't have any ties to anything whatsoever. So far, few. Right. But I won't... But something that after you watch it, maybe we'll talk about. Okay. Um... Yeah, because I have a lot of 
a lot of questions. I've never been that big an X-Men reader or fan, so I don't know as much about them as a lot of other comics readers. I know that the character does not have that insane haircut that he does in the comics, which is yeah. good because that's stupid. <laughs> he looks like Guile on steroids, <laughs> or he looks like the guy from Static X. Wayne Static? Wayne Static, RIP. <laughs> Is he dead? Hell yeah, he died. Um, oh, years I didn't ago. know that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. It's, it's like an older thing. He started that band, Statics. Right? Yeah, you push it. Yeah, you yeah. push it. <laughs> no, push it. Anyway, Legion is filmed from the viewpoint of an unreliable narrator, right? Which makes it very entertaining, uh, even down to the smallest details, where you notice that. As you watch it, you believe that it takes place in the 60s because of the refrigerators that they use and the decor of rooms. But in all actuality, it takes place in present day, and that is your first introduction to the untrustworthy narrator. And I think that that idea of all in on not knowing what you're supposed to believe is really neat. You think that is a... Is a- purposeful yeah decision yes really i do and i think that that's the first thing that you're introduced to as a viewer to to tell you hey don't trust what you see or what you're told in the show i mean that's fucking complicated for a network tv show okay i i mean i'm not saying i think you're wrong i just i'm a little skeptical i kind of think it was well i don't know I, i sort of thought of it just more as a um artistic design decision in the same way that say like inception was a mm-hmm. was a movie that did that there's just little pieces Memento, of the speaking of uh yeah um and then another one that i can't think of right now but just certain set pieces and modes of dress that make you think is this like the 60s or is this now i don't know like the way his sister is dressed yeah she looks like she's she's trying to dress like a jackie onassis but there was also oh wait no no not, not on Halloween, like when she visits him. Right, yeah. yeah. But every time you see her, she's like she has the headband and the dress that's she's I, very 60s looking. Yeah, I think that the whole, the way I watch it is that you cannot trust anything that's being told to you, but you want to pay attention to all the small details. What's the most interesting, interesting thing about it to me is if you were not, you didn't follow the X-Men, even if you do follow the X-Men, you might not know these characters. You could be watching it. I'm trying not to give any, you know, no no big plot points or anything, but you could watch it as far into it as I've gotten two episodes, which maybe that's all there is right now. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and you would have no idea that this has anything to do with the X-Men. Yeah. I mean, there's mention of mutants, but uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. It can, you can, you can watch it and be uh, a Marvel nerd, or you can just watch it as a, what looks to be a decent FX show. Yeah. Um, and so, so I didn't know anything about this character before checking this out but i did a little research so he's professor x's son right in the books in the books right there's no yeah there's been no no, mention of this apparently there's no indication just from what i've read so far about the show there's no indication that that is the case for the show correct well we don't need to jump in too much deeper than that but my suggestion watch legion watch a fucking legion (laughs) just watch it so from us to you watch a fucking legion Mm -hmm. watch a network television show Yeah, man. James Gunn reveals what Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is really all about. Guess what it's all about, guys? Kurt Russell's dick. Yes! Yes! I'm just tossing them up to you, man. This is softball. Toss those dicks at us. But instead of softballs, (laughs) it's... Dicks. Yep. He said... Owned by Kurt Russell. Guardians of the Galaxy is really about a bunch of people searching for something that they already have. (sighs) 
<laughs> that's like the most that's like the worst when i when i clicked on this cbr article i was like oh that's neat and then i found out that that's what they were saying i was like that first of all not news second of all even if that's what it's really about, like what movie isn't really about that? Like that's like an ongoing theme in most Hollywood films. I'd be willing to bet he's talking literally. <laughs> it sounds like he's talking figuratively, right? That they're all searching for something they already have on the inside. But I'd be willing to bet that he's talking about that they're the searching for Infinity the Infinity Gym, Gems. but they already own it. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's what I really feel like is happening there. Well, that's James. James Gunn is a trauma director. Yep. That guy and that guy is whip fucking smart. My my guess would be that he's speaking literally. Knowing that everybody will take it the other way. That's good. I didn't even think about that. That's very true. Um, I bet you're not very happy about this. The Raid remake that was announced. Yeah. It's got a decent enough um, set of talent attached to it. And I'll definitely see it. But American audience has kind of already got the Raid around the same time that the original Raid came out. Um, and we, well, first off, we did get both raids. Like, yes, yep. they're in tie, but that's okay because as long as you could read, they're still immensely enjoyable. Uh, what I will say is that those two films are easily, and I'm not just talking about martial arts films, they're easily the best action movies since Die Hard, probably. Those, those, those two movies are fucking incredible. Um, and we got an Americanized kind of version of that in Dread, which mm-hmm. came out around the same time. And if you have not seen Dread, holy shit. It's too bad you couldn't see it in 3D because that was awesome. Yeah, I missed it in theaters. It was uh, cool. Because I slept on it. And it didn't stay in theaters that long. The only reason it was cool in 3D was, do you remember in the movie when they took the slow-mo drug? Yeah. It got thrown out of the top of the building? Yep. That in 3D, like, they switched the so it panned towards the person falling, like, mm-hmm. towards the screen. Yep. Man, that was cool. Yeah, the uh, the special effects in Dread were fan-fucking-tastic. The director, Joe Carnahan, who did the raid, <clears> said... Oh, and Narc. And The Grey. Didn't know that. He got this directing the... the Oh, no, 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 no. I'm being an idiot. He said the Raid remake will be closer in tone and feel to The Grey and Narc. So we'll see. I don't know what any of this is. You didn't see The Raid? Nope, never heard of it. Holy shit, You should watch it. It's good. The first one, more so than the second from me, but both both great action films. But you haven't even seen Die Hard, have you? Yeah, I have. Okay. Why, I thought that was why? one of the movies that you said. No, no, no I've seen, seen the Die Hard movie. Well, I've seen the first two. That's How that's have you fun. never seen three? I mean, I'll, I I'll forgive you I for have. seeing four and not seeing four and five, but three with Samuel Jackson? Oh, there's lots of stuff. I mean, and we Jeremy talked about Irons? this. I only saw Jaws for the first time like two, three weeks I ago. I look forward to when we can stop reviewing Star Wars movies so I can force you to watch some movies, Amos, and talk I'm about I'm not them. forcing you to watch anything. I think it was your idea to watch the Star Wars movies. Oh, God damn you, Blake. You're only saying um, that because we most recently watched episode one. You'll feel true. much better after we watch Empire next month. All right. I believe you. Have you guys seen the new Logan clip? Have yep. not. X23? Yep. You have not, Amos? I haven't seen that one. All right. Let's do a break and watch it. So what did you think of the, uh, <laughs> the Logan trailer that I just showed you? With It was dark. It was um, So most of it looked handheld. Yep. Uh, and then you see... Uh, an adolescent girl cutting her wrists. Yep. Uh, this is not. Um, it's not Guardians of the Galaxy or Iron Man Two. No, I mean it's X twenty three, like being turned into a weapon, a Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be different than any of those big superhero movies because we've seen is excuse me is Deadpool the only one that has been our 
Correct. Rated okay, and that was a comedy for the most part. Yep. So this does not look like it's going to be full of lulls. So uh, no, it's going to be I think a different, totally a very different. I film. think it was smart for them to release this trailer because the first two trailers really well done, um, but for the most part Hollywood trailers. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, this looks totally different. This, on the other hand, kind of reminds people that this isn't going to be a normal right. marvel film that trailer also looks like it's not in the movie no, i feel like I, that, I doubt it is that keeps on becoming more and more common like anytime i think about um rogue one and how and i know that that wasn't necessarily a conscious decision but you know so many of the key points or whatever the memorable parts of the trailers were not in the the movie um that that seems to have started to become a conscious choice to use like B-roll footage or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or even to film sections like that, uh, Logan trailer that look as if they were only filmed to be a teaser. I, I'm actually really okay with that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really bother me, but so I had a friend in college who, when, when DVDs, uh, came, well, even in high school, when, when I first got a DVD player, and we would rent one or you know, I would, I would buy a new one and it would be a film that he had never seen before. He would walk out of the room while we selected the movie from the menu because he, he was like, man, I'm not trying to see that fucking spoilers. I'm not trying to watch that because the DVD menu so often would show key moments from the film as you sat there and hit play or whatever. Uh, and I mean, he was obviously way more aggressive towards that than I think most people probably are. But it, I mean, you know, Hollywood has received a lot of flack in the last decade about showing so much of the film in the trailers. Like they show us the climactic battle scenes, they show us all the great one-liners, and then you get to the film and you're like, I really could have just been okay with the trailer at that point because everything else in between these things uh, was was a letdown. So showing B-roll footage, or as James Gunn is doing with Guardians and showing, um, he said that the all the trailers that you see take place in the first 20 minutes of the film before the credits. Uh-huh. So you have this entire other thing waiting for you on the other side of the credits, right? You yeah. get a, you get a sense of what the tone is like. You get a sense of what the humor and or action is going to be like. And that's great. I mean, horror movies are awful about it too, because yeah. horror movies show you all the spookiest shit in it. And then what's there left? Not, right? Nothing to jump at. There's nothing to jump. Yeah, I totally agree. I remember when I watched six cents for the first time, I pop in the DVD and in the menu, it said, I see dead people. This dude is actually dead. And I didn't, not, it ruined it, and I couldn't finish the film. Way to ruin it for me, Blake. Never saw that. No, I'm kidding. You had to have seen. Six I've never Sense. seen Six Sense either. Okay, but I knew that. I knew about. The... Are you just eating the mic? Is <laughs> yeah, that what that is? The mic now. Um, that's how. Read a bunch of books. He has, boy. Doctor has. He's sir well learned. So, uh-huh. did you guys see? I sent it to you because it, I thought it was important to bring to your attention before the podcast that the Looney Tunes DC crossover comics that are happening. Did you see this? That, I don't think so. That, that illustration of Lobo and Wiley Coyote, like a highly anthropomorphized Wiley, even more so than normal Wiley Coyote sitting in the cockpit of Lobo's ship, like with a picture of the Roadrunner on it. And they're like, yeah, well, fucking, we're going to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. So look, <laughs> the press release in its entirety was just text. And all it said was Jonah Hex, period. Yosemite Sam. Period. Martian Manhunter. Period. Marvin the Martian. Period. Lobo. Period. The Roadrunner. Period. Batman. Period. Elmer Fudd. Period. Whoa. And the pictures that they sent out a week later are great. So I'm going to show them to you. Let me get your reaction. Which is a great thing to do on an entirely audio uh, medium. 
The reason I brought this up is because I wanted to talk about the final picture, which is the shadow of Batman over Elmer Fudd creeping with That's, a gun. It's pretty great. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't <laughs> wait to read that. Can you give me... Do you got an Elmer Fudd in you? Well, you know, be very, very quiet. That's pretty much it. I'm hunting bat, Batman? How do you say Batman is Elmer what? Fudd? It would just be Batman. What am I doing in Gotham? Um... I don't know. Come up with something funnier than that, but yeah, that's his voice. Shouldn't he be like hunting the white wabbit? Isn't that a comic book character? Pretty sure. Oh, did either of y'all see the Lego Batman movie? No, but I really want to. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! The first twenty minutes are like the funniest twenty minutes of anything I've ever. I mean, I was laughing hysterically the entire first like until the opening credits, I guess, or I don't even know if that was the review that I read of it. There made were no me opening credits. Even more interesting. Is that this reviewer said the best part about the Lego Batman is that they treat Batman as a character that everyone knows so well that you're annoyed by them. So, like, they make Batman kind of hyper annoying and really he leans into, like, all the Batman tropes and that's what makes it funny. Well, I mean, you remember what he was like in the Lego movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that. He's he's not like Batman as you've seen him in any of the major films or anything um he is incredibly egotistical i was gonna say vain yeah and vain and he's and more will Arnett than right he is there. bruce wayne yeah yeah he comes across more as a joke than mm-hmm. he does bruce wayne it's hilarious i mean look at banner robin my favorite like not there there's just so many little things and this isn't any kind of spoiler but there's this one little clip where you see king or not king Croc, we see killer croc do something as part of Joker's plan, and he like he puts a bomb somewhere, and he goes, "I did a thing," and that just had me like it's all kinds of little jokes that are so funny. It's uh, it's really good. It's, I look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, you need to go see it. Anyway, La- last bit of news that I have is that Vertigo's founder, her name's Karen Berger, mm-hmm. is now launching her own imprint, which is exciting, um, and it's going to be really focused on independent books. She's doing it under Dark Horse. There are a lot of Vertigo books that I love, like American Vampire for one of them. And then I, I think it's the best, it's by far the, to me, the best, I don't know, I guess I'll use the word imprinting in, but of DC, like DC's huge. Vertigo is where all the best comics came from for me. I know nothing about Vertigo, honestly. I don't uh, think I've ever read anything. Why the Last Man, Transmetropolitan. Okay, well, I know those ones. That Preacher. I didn't read them. Okay, Preacher. Preacher I've read all of. Swamp Thing. And she was the one who started it. And she's leaving and starting a new imprint under Dark Horse. That's great. Especially because, say what you want about Dark Horse, they give their um, comic book writers... For some reason, I thought you were going to like give them a tagline like, they give a fuck. Well, they, Which would be true. Because Dark Horse, all, we give a fuck. They're all about the writers, and they'll pretty much let people do whatever, and then they'll also make money off of, you know, whatever movie or TV franchise they pick up to do comic books for. But I'm excited for this, so I'm going to pay attention to what comes out on her. She picked a bad name. It's called, like, Burger Comics. I mean, that's her last name, but... Do you think that uh, in high school, her name in, in, like, under it was, like, Karen, and then in parentheses cheese burger like that was what <laughs> only if she was like really punny yeah. like if that was her thing she's oh there's karen always bringing that cheese burger for some reason oh they- now i get it no 
for some reason, uh, thinking about what the conversations must have been like about establishing something like a vertigo, uh, remind me of, there was like a con, you guys have ever seen comic relief, right? The thing that HBO used to do with comedians where they would just basically do stand up, but it would be for charity comic relief. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There was a comic relief where (laughs) Robin Williams and Billy Crystal were going back and forth about what it must've been like the day that the, the people who came up with HBO basically, like what 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 their their day was like, and they're like, you know, the problem with cable television is that there's not enough fuck. I'm like, yeah, I was thinking that the other day. Like, <laughs> there's just not much shit on television. I know, right? And then like, Robin Williams looks over at Billy Crystal. He's like, we could make a new network. We'd have fuck. We'd have shit, and there'd be other stuff too. <laughs> just so much because I mean, again, like that was the network that you could say fucking shit on, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was a premium cable network. But it's it's funny and thinking about like Vertigo. Like I'm imagining Karen Berger going like, you know what DC Comics really doesn't have right now? We don't have fuck. <laughs> but don't have shit. And we could make a new one that had fuck and shit. Yep. And and other things too. And everybody was like, damn, Karen, is, she's a fucking visionary. <laughs> and so recently, recently she took her craft to Dark Horse where she goes, guys, guys, sit down. Let me talk to you today. And, and now with like, you know, that it's not sensational like it used to be, right? With the boardrooms of the, of the, the seventies and eighties. But now you got to do something that's like their media presentation behind you. There's like mm-hmm. a, a video and like there's a, like a voice that comes on and like a 3D set of words appears and it's like, fuck. And then it's quiet for a couple of seconds. It's <laughs> shit. It's narrated by Joni Ive. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what comic books really need? With Apple shit, we redesigned the poo around you. We need less of the cheese and more of the burger. Introducing Burger Comics. That's yes, that's exactly what happened. And she and the the Dark Horse execs were like, "Yeah, they just all stood up and clapped." Yeah, there was much much ballyhooing. That's all the news I got, guys. You want to talk about comic books? Talk a little bit about comic books, yeah. Let's talk about comics. You sound like geriatric Bane. <laughs> I'm so old. I would like to talk about Marvel comics. Yeah, I've I'd never be- done that, so I'm I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's mainly what I'm reading right now, other than the books that you guys choose for me to read. Um, Question for you, though. Before we get into Marvel comics, uh, you were you were very much into the rebirth stuff. Um, just before the end of the the year, um, not yep. read not read much of that anymore. I have decided to continue to read Aquaman, but I'm going to wait for some trades okay. because it's too expensive for me to buy individually. And I want to read Scott Snyder's Batman, but I'm going to because I read the first one. It's kind of ridiculous, and there's like chainsaw hands and stuff. And uh, wait, Batman has chainsaw hands? Yeah. What? <laughs> Scott Snyder's Batman. The one, so New Fifty Two. No, like I don't believe Rebirth. No, he didn't do that. No, no, it's his. It's his own Batman imprint. Or not imprint. It's his own Batman. What is it called? All Star Batman? No, no. All Star Batman's amazing. Now I gotta look it up. There's so many Batman titles. Chainsaw Hands would not be amazing. I mean, personally to me. Yeah, it's All Star Batman. Okay, All Star Batman. Scott Snyder, Batman with a chainsaw. What? Yeah. That's what that's what it is. He's doing All Star Batman. It's him and um, damn that John Romita Jr. Huh? I like Romita pretty good. 
I mean, his his new 52 Batman was like the best, by far, I thought, the best thing in the new 52. Yeah. So he stepped away from doing serious Batman, I guess is what I want to call it. This is definitely a, an interesting take on Batman. Um, Have you read those, by the way? The So I read the first three. The Court of Owls stuff? So, yeah, I read the first three. No, or maybe longer than that, because the owl was introduced, I guess. Or the group of people that yeah, call themselves. Yeah, the Court of Owls. Yeah. The court of, but I stopped reading it for some reason. I can't remember why. When you I'll say walk, three, you mean trades or issues? I think about probably one trade. Okay. Um, it's it's phenomenal. Yes. And I could tell. And I want to read the rest of it. It's just on my stack kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, All-Star Batman, I'm going to wait for that to get put in a trade. Aquaman is really good. And I know that sounds silly to say, but it's really good. I'm going to finish that. So of the DC stuff, those were the two that I decided to keep going with. I don't understand Green Lantern. I don't it doesn't appeal to me. Um at least that's interesting because you like um cosmic so much, marvel yeah. love love it. Huh. All right. Um but it just didn't do it for me. It's maybe because I didn't like the characters or something or maybe I just it was a bad jumping on point. Well, I I mean I, I will say that Cosmic DC and Cosmic Marvel are very different. And they both take place in space, right? But, but that's the only thing they have in common. I mean, basically, I mean, and not and not just because the characters are completely different, but I think the tone is is largely different. That and like, I feel like Cosmic DC is like very rooted in the Green Lantern Corps and almost yeah, nothing else. Yeah, there's. I mean, that's like all of DC. I feel like with Marvel, you have this huge cast of characters, races, and yeah, and your A list is still massive. Mm-hmm. With DC, your A list is is the Justice League characters. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. So right. there are way few characters. I don't know how many. I, guess, I mean, <coughs> there are, I guess, probably about as many titles in DC. I feel like half of them are in the Batman universe. Um, like stuff like Gotham Academy and things like that. But the, right. the characters, everyone who's into comics knows DC is a much smaller pool. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that you really want to read. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And that actually segues good into this because... A lot's happened in the Marvel Universe since the last time we had a comic book discussion. So I wanted to go ahead and recommend four different books for four different types of people mm-hmm. um, that are that could be or are Marvel readers. The first one is, what would I suggest to someone who is a casual reader and definitely did not read Civil War II, but something that you can probably jump on pretty quickly and get into. And that would be uh, Brian Michael Bendis's and Sarah Pacelli's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's currently on maybe issue 13. Miles Morales did pick, play a role in Civil War II. Um, and it was, it was a big role. But just knowing that he is no longer part of uh, the Avengers and he kind of has his own team and he's doing his own thing. He's separate now from all the other books, kind of. Because he does overlap with Miss um, Marvel and stuff, but nothing that you would actually need to read. And he's starting to have a relationship with um, Spider Gwen, and their team up has been pretty interesting and really just a solid Spider Man book. And a lot like some of the more classic Spider Man from the 80s that's just fun to read. And so it's a real fun book. And his dad is a undercover shield agent. So there's a real interesting um, dichotomy there. And it's just a good Spider-Man book. Like if someone were to say, what Spider-Man book should I pick up? I would say absolutely Spider-Man, Brian Michael Bendis, Sarah Pacelli. And this is some of Bendis's best work. He can pull stuff out 
We've, we said that on the show before. Because he's actually eight people. Yeah. And you don't really get the point. It's like, just get to it. Like, we know where you're going. I haven't found that to be true in his Miles Morales run. It's it's a great book and easy for someone who just wants a good Spider-Man book to pick up. I found with Bendis that you almost never feel like that's true if you're enjoying the book while you're reading it. But in retrospect, you almost always feel that way. He's from the Dragon Ball Z school of writing things where they, they power up and look at each other for several episodes before anything really happens. True. Um but you know, even when I was reading all the ultimate stuff he was doing in the in the early two thousands, is that it was just like, fuck, what's gonna happen next? This issue was was action packed, and you look back on it, and you're like, holy shit! It took them nine epi- like nine issues to ever get to like Mister yep. Sinister. Get to the point, Ben. It's, it's <clears throat> right. like what I, in some of his books, I feel like I'm saying, but step away, right? And it's great, right? Yeah, and and I don't mean to detract from that. Like looking back on it, you do see how drawn out it is. But in the, while you're reading it, he is a fantastic writer, and the narrative and the dialogue is engaging enough to where it doesn't – you don't get that sensation in the middle of it. Yeah. You have to scale back and take a look at it as a whole before you start to understand kind of that that is something that he does. And the second runner-up for this would easily be Bendis's, uh Jessica Jones because you don't – you can just come in and start reading Jessica Jones. But it's definitely not all ages, whereas the Spider-Man yeah. totally is, and I would recommend it to anyone. Which is good because I don't, I, I don't know that <laughs> you could do it all ages, Jessica Jones. You wouldn't want to. She's no. fucked up. I mean, it would not be a good book, and it would detract and – well, it would take away all the things that make her a very dynamic and interesting character. Absolutely. Uh, Have we talked about uh, the – Shipsidarsky Spectacular Spider-Man. I am so out. pumped about that's that. That's going to be like, awesome. That's, that's top of my reading list for Marvel right now. It's going to be great. It, it, and we need, we need good Spider-Man books. And it's only the main Amazing Spider-Man that by Dan Slott that I'm not loving. No, or he's not doing it. I forget who's doing it. Anyways, but the idea of like Peter Parker being like a rich businessman doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. I've read, I read the first five issues of that, and I don't know. Yeah, it never took off for me much either. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it's they're not bad. They're just kind of forgettable to me. Yeah, I just I just don't want to see him as Tony Stark. So I the best um, the best event that has happened. There's been a bu- there's a bunch of events going on, guys. There's the uh, Inhumans versus X Men. There was the Civil War two. The one surprising event that was actually decent was the new Clone War book, and that is by Dan Slott. And it's because it's destroying the current Spider-Man, rich Spider-Man thing. And it's bringing, he brings back, without spoiling it, all of the previous villains from all of the Spider-Man books come back and all of the Spider-Cast kind of have to figure out why they're coming back. And there's a really neat reveal at the end, and it's just fun. So if you're going to read an event, I would say go for the Clone Wars. If you read lots of Marvel comics, you'd probably really enjoy this. There you go. Fool Killer has his own book by Maxim Bemis and Dalibor Talajic. I don't think I did that right. What? <laughs> how do you how do you think that is? How do you say that second name? I right? can't see what you're. Oh, uh, Dalibor Talajic. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. What is what is this? <laughs> Fool Killer. Fool Killer is a uh, standalone book, and he is a super villain who gets really angry at stupid people and kills them. <laughs> And stupid okay. and like they are fools, they're ridiculous. And he has so his own not book. Murderers no, or, but okay. the twist so he's a murderer. On, yeah, but the twist on the book is that he's no longer fool killer and he's actually a psychiatrist. And right. and he is being a psychiatrist to other um villains and trying to get them out of villainy. And he is Shields um psychiatrist. 
And so they send villains to him and it goes well and he's helping people until like the most ridiculous villain shows up and the villain is just an idiot, a fool. And it just, something snaps in his head and he becomes fool killer again. He just just shoots this guy in his living room and then he starts being fool killer again. What Um, is this on? What do you mean? What is it? What uh, publisher is this? This is Marvel. I've never heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like a Marvel's trying to do villain books. And he's oh. kind of like a, he's a B. Okay. You know, calendar man gets mentioned in the Batman Lego movie. Really? Really? Oh, there's this, there's a clip of like, uh, just see it and you'll, you'll laugh. That's awesome. So fool killer is a really fun book. There's, it's a guest starring Deadpool in the fourth issue, which is better than that sounds, <laughs> but <laughs> he's kind of like that self-aware. He's very self-aware of the horrible things he does, and he, he's struggling with it. The last comic I want to talk to you guys about is a Chip Zardarski. Chip Zardarski. Chip Zadarski. There. No? Zedarski? Chip Zadarski. There you go. Is doing the uh, new Star Lord comic with Chris Anka and Matthew Wilson. And the premise is Star Lord's ship blew up in civil war two and now he is a bartender at a dive bar and also a what is it what is the when you decide to give your time towards the elderly and hang out with them it's not administration filial piety (laughs) well you know you know like ymca is for little boys and girls (laughs) but what is, is there's like one for geriatrics as well the convalescence homes I don't know. Anyways, he is giving his hospice. No, no, (laughs) no. Anyways, he is volunteering to like take care and hang out, not take care, like hang out with a a older character. And the book is super funny and action packed. And I would suggest that anyone who wants a good like comic read. What book is a book? This is star Lord. Oh yeah. yeah. The new star Lord. It's, It's really great. Cool. And that's my Marvel update. And hopefully every two weeks I can talk about what's happening in the Marvel world. Uh, and then separate, I can read about it six months later. Yeah, separate from the events that sometimes ruin it. Right. I am currently reading a few things, and I'm pretty sure we've mentioned it on the show before. Um, but uh, the third Witcher miniseries is wrapping up now, um, which has been fantastic. Um, I uh, the Killer uh, Be Killed just picked back up. You're going to have to give me like a reading order for those Witcher comics. Ah, you don't really need one. Okay. The only thing I have experienced in that universe is Wild Witcher Hunt, 3. which is so goddamn good. Like, right. I, there are a few games I've put that many hours into. Oh, yeah. I did. Um, I started playing the game initially on, um, what is it? Blood or Broken Bones, which is like the second highest difficulty level. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and did an entire playthrough of it. And then I waited for the DLC to come out. And then I did a new game plus on Death March, which is the hardest difficulty level. And then went back through and did all the DLC and everything else. The main quest. I don't understand how you have the time. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's so good though. I, that's a. I that's think a if I ever it. got back into video games, I'd have to play everything on easy. That and that one is a, kind of a good one to do because it's a lot of narrative. That is very strong narrative. I mean the the section. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but with the crap, the governor of what you know, the big fat guy. I don't remember. Oh, uh, the, the bloody baron. The bloody baron. That whole section is so fucking good. Yeah, that's just really good writing. I was playing that one of the games and i had headphones on 
and Angela walked in when the character was having sex on a horse. I think. Can you have sex on a horse? It's a unicorn. Yeah. She made fun of me. And she then told me that I shouldn't be playing games like that. Because people were having sex on a horse? Unicorn. Unicorn. A unicorn? I mean, it's not the first thing I would do. I but, saw a unicorn, and I was like, hey, baby, um, yeah, but, why don't but, we go pet it instead of having sex on But if on you were in a sexual relationship with Yennefer of Vingerberg, I guess, said, can she commune with a unicorn, and the unicorn is cool a, with a, that? It's a stuff unicorn. Oh, it is? Did oh, you got, did oh you yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. I remember. Okay. Nah. Um, yeah, that's fine. It's a stuffed unicorn. Right. It's, it's a, basically a couch it's now. A, it's a couch pillow. Kind of. I wish I had a couch the shape of a unicorn. <laughs> just sit on its back. Just watch TV eight feet in the air. I'm assuming that... That reminds me of like the horses that are in front of um, uh, those, that Chinese restaurant. What is it? P.F. Chang's. Uh, P.F. Chang's. It seems like every other P.F. Chang's I go to have, have has a different like 14-foot horse that you can They They paint it climb. for breast cancer awareness. They painted it? They, well, they always... They paint it, then they wash it off. They use like, like wash-off paint, basically. But they invite you know customers and restaurant patrons, which I guess are the same thing. <laughs> customers and restaurant patrons. Some people are there not for uh, customer purposes. They just like to patronize the restaurant with their <laughs> visage. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but they invite people out and they do like appetizers and um, everything's like a charity. And like, I guess you pay money to help paint the horse pink and they just wash it off like the next day. They wash it. They wash it. Wash the pink out of the horse. They use dark water. <laughs> they use dark water. <laughs> Pirates of Dark Water to wash it off. Pirates of Dark Water. Oh God! (laughs) Now, why has that franchise not had a comeback? I mean, that needs to be a thing. So uh, I went. It's funny. We'll get back to my comics that I'm reading contemporarily in just a moment. But have you watched Pirates of Dark Water recently? No. So it's part of the Warner Brothers thing where you can go in and anything Warner Brothers has literally ever done—movie, television show, miniseries, whatever—you can go in and you can request to have it put on DVD for you. And ship to you. It's expensive, ah. right? But you can get shit like Silverhawks or uh, the fucking Snorks. Or Dude, those are not on DVD, to my knowledge. Well, I don't know that there's an actual set for them, but you can get them done through this Warner thing. Okay. Um, uh, the Pac-Man Christmas special. Dude. Christmas comes to Pac-Land. Have you guys ever seen this before? Uh-huh. Wow, what a steaming hunk of shit! But it's super enjoyable, nonetheless. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. So I got Pirates of Dark Waters shortly after this thing launched, like probably almost 10 years ago now and watched through it. And it's just a single season and you don't ever actually see them get all the the artifacts or whatever, which is a real shame. Even with the fact that it was a show written for children in the mid nineties. I mean, that is such a badass concept. Like the, the, the idea that the, there's like a cataclysmic natural event that's happening that may or may not be being caused by humanity. Uh, and you've got these great characters uh, set in this really fantastic world. Um, I'm really bummed that, A, they never finished that series. Uh, Hanna-Barbera, too, which is surprising, because most of their shit is absolute garbage. Um, Man, there's a throwing some serious bombs there. I mean, I, I, I'd say 80% of my childhood probably growing up was watching cartoons that they were putting out, but they're tough to go back and watch in retrospect. Oh, well. Incredibly difficult. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I have watched Pirates of Darkwater recently, and I really wish that they would do a comic book because there needs to be something, right? I've it never needs seen to be that, that story no you're talking about. It's it is, is a, a cartoon or live it's, cartoon. it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon from the early '90s. It's a children's show. 
about a young guy and his crew of shipmates in this very weird, weird world. And obviously everyone's pirates. And there's this semi-supernatural but also ecological disaster that's slowly consuming the planet. Called Darkwater. Yeah, and to save the planet, he has to find all these artifacts. And you never really get a sense of like how that all fits together because they never finish the show. It's like Firefly. It it opens lots of plot po- uh, you know uh, questions and just never answers them because it got canceled. Hmm. But it's really awesome, and it just needs to be made into something. I would love to see a live action movie or or TV show. I think I guess show would be better because it is kind of a long. It would be a long story. Now it did have a badass Super Nintendo game by Sunsoft. Oh, I remember that one. That yeah, was a, that's that's a phenomenally. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a really solid side scroller beat 'em up. And there's a big parrot with wing. Well, he's a monkey. He's bird. a monkey bird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh wait, his name is Niddler. Nope. They've got a curse word. They say and, and, Neuchatat. Yeah, exactly. That's that's so funny to me because it is very similar to Firefly in that sense that Firefly's got like the uh, the the half Chinese, half English slang they use to yeah. curse. So they don't actually have to curse on television. Uh, but they did the same thing. Anytime something like really like bad happens, the the lesser or the characters of uh, questionable moral fiber, which is a lot of them, because even Ren's crew are pirates. Um, they they will say Neuchatat, and you're just like, holy fuck! Like that's pretty much what we're getting at. Pirates of Dark Water, Blake. I highly recommend that you highly watch it. Got it. You see what I did there? Yes, I did. Watch it while high. So, getting back to what I'm reading right now, uh, Killer Be Killed. Just start back up. Is that Ed Brubaker? It is Brubaker, absolutely, and uh, it is. And I'm really loving this book. I heard really good stuff about it. It is. It's fantastic. Um, and that's a Segoya suggests. Is it Segoya? Oh yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Segoya suggests. Segoya, our good old friend, the comic book, uh, our favorite Goyim, Segoya. Uh, so, Killer Be Killed. Still reading Star Wars. Um, Man, I got to catch up on those. Star Wars is is really really good. I saw Darth Maul. Just Darth started. Maul just started. I read issue one of that. Uh, the Star Wars uh, books themselves. Uh, just the the. The Star Wars book, right? The one that's called Star Wars has been really great. Um, you know, I, I enjoy the the focus on Leia and Han and um, Luke and all the things that they're up to. But I, so far, my favorite issues have been the um, the looks at what Obi Wan was doing on Tatooine all those years watching over Luke, uh, and they just recently did in in this in the last couple of months a Yoda focused sweet, which is fantastic. Um, and I think that if you're going to call it Star Wars, I think the focus on a lot of different aspects and not just the three main characters, you can use them as an anchor for what's going on. But I've enjoyed that they've used the the titular title books. Um, would that be – is that redundant to say? The titular titled books? Um, the titular think- <laughs> books – Based on the namesakes of the uh, the characters contained therein, like the Han Solo um, book or the the Leia book, like those are all great, um, and I think they give us a really great opportunity to to see more of those individual characters. But I like that the Star Wars books have started kind of showing us some other things as well. I wonder if these books are going to get popular enough that we have a book about um, the trade embargo people. What are they called? Nemoidians. A Nemoidian book, not. where it's just like. Um, a whole book explaining like cosmic tax. Well, it's, I, w- I want those stories to be retold in some format and done better because there's a lot of plot to those to the prequel stories. Which just, is one of the things Clone Wars does so well. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's impossible to tell those stories right. well. Just do it. Just do it over. Well, and so <laughs> doesn't have to be movies. That's you get the biggest gaps of time between films, right? And not not talking about between actual trilogies. Like you get the biggest gaps of time between four and five because there's a pretty decent amount of time that takes place between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And we're seeing that play out with the mainline Star Wars book, which is what this is all focused on. Oh, oh, you're saying within a trilogy. Right, correct. Biggest, not, okay, yeah, not, yeah. Again, not in between trilogies, but Got in it. between films within a singular trilogy. Got it. Four and five have a pretty decent amount of time between them. Five and six, a little bit. There's a couple of months in there while yeah, they're trying yeah, to figure shit out. Right. Um, not much time. Thank God, too, because if they had all gotten old while they were trying to figure out how to get Han back, like, he comes back and he's all mad young. And oh, like, God. <laughs> That'd be fucking <laughs> That'd crazy. Be weird, right? Um, no, but, uh, and then one and two. There's a lot of time between one and two. And the only thing they've done with that so far uh, is actually the only prequel trilogy books that Marvel's done so far was the Obi-Wan and Anakin right. book. Which, which is, is good. fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Obi-Wan and Anakin was the one that I didn't really want to read because I was, you know, I, a lot of the tr- the prequel trilogy stuff for me is like, eh, take it or leave it. But man, that's one of the best books they've done so far. Yeah. Uh, it was about um, really Anakin deciding to stay with the Jedi Order because he, it, at some point he's like, this is not for me. Like, this is, this is not what I'm about. Have you read any of the Marvel Star Wars books that you weren't, that you didn't think were all that great? really just the leia book it wasn't yeah. that it wasn't a bad book it just wasn't as good as everything else but man poe poe dameron is fantastic i haven't read that one yet but i really liked um Han Solo was shattered was empire shattered empire was good uh, it looks like they're going to be doing some more of those potentially it's yeah. pretty much a reason to have marvel unlimited because those, oh yeah yeah totally. those books are expensive they're five dollars a piece yeah man you guys want to play a game yay shall we play a game how about global Let's play a game. No? No. Okay, that was scary. You do it then. Give us one. Let's play a game. That's 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 not a creepy It's that's time for creepy. brain games. <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna yeah. describe a cartoon character to you and you have to give me that voice, okay? <laughs> this cartoon character, and then you have to say, let's play a game. King Candy. This cartoon character is a cow. German and very old. What does an old German cow talk like? I mean, it could be an old German guy or lady. Well, we're going to play the game shortly, but first I must move (laughs) out of the way so that we can get to the microphones and... Uh, burger time. Talk about eating grass or something, man. You know what cows do? Get, they oh, get I milk. know what cows do. I know cows do mo- better than most people in this area. We had, wait, wait, what is that? Because what I grew up, that infer? Because I grew up on a farm and we had cows. Oh. You know that. Yeah. They were terrible. And I will clopity clop over there and introduce this game. That's pretty good. Move out of the way. It's time for a gum. I'm going to give you guys a celebrity, and you're going to tell me what their superhero powers, their superpowers are. Does that make sense? I'm going to give you guys a celebrity, and you tell me what their powers are. All right. In a world where all celebrities have superpowers. Okay? And then there's a twist, which you could probably guess. (laughs) I really could not, to be honest with you. I'm also going to give you powers, and then you're going to tell me what celebrity you oh, belong oh, that's to. That's not really a twist, though. That's just what you normally do. That's why I said you could guess. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, guys. What superpowers 
would Michael Buble have? Superhuman speed reading ability. Why? <laughs> Why not? It's a he, great power. If I could pick any superpower that wasn't like flight, it would probably be the ability to read super fast. This is... that's. Why is it Michael Bublé? Look, I Michael, get, this listen, is, Michael Bublé sings people to sleep because his music and his voice is very good, but boring as hell. Speed reading does sound a lot cooler. I'd rather be a, <laughs> I'd rather be a speed reader than sing people to sleep. That yeah, sounds one weird. of those things he actually does. Yes, I agree. Dave's Dave. One point for Dave. <laughs> oh, it's a point system. Oh, oh yeah, now it's a now. point system. Amos, Amos. <laughs> All right, the next person. Where did you get your name, Amos? Was it from the fatherland? Not German. Zoe Deschanel. What power does she, she have? She has the power to sing people to sleep. She um, and him. Yeah. Woo! Exactly. That was good. Um, but you can't double up here, guys. Well, the power of comedic timing? Yes. <laughs> She's got the power of, of awkwardness. Okay, so Let's, I like the way this is going. Right, so she would walk into a room and immediately say the exact wrong thing, completely out of context, to exacerbate exacerbate whatever else was happening. In what the an moment. awful superpower. <laughs> I sounds, feel like I have that yeah, sometimes. Say, yeah. That sounds like me between the age of 15 and, <laughs> and yesterday, 29. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take that, though. I agree with that. Does I have two points now? Yes. Two points. Mel Gibson. Does I have two points now? I can has two points now. Talking about Germans. Mel Gibson. Whoa. Nope. Oh, oh, What power does Mel Gibson have? I got, I don't know. I don't know what power Mel Gibson has. He can jump over buildings. (laughs) There's no... (laughs) He has has the power to survive an apocalypse, apparently. No, No, that... That is it. Yeah. Mel Gibson has the power to jump over buildings. <laughs> well, I'm would, not going to bend to the rules of the game. No, or listen, the supposed rules. What I was going to say is that Mel Gibson has the ability to immediately apologize for something and be cleared of all wrongdoing. Um, that's very close to one of the powers <laughs> that I, I have listed here. So oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. Look, you know I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. Come on over here. Him and <laughs> Trump both have that power. <laughs> All right, so let's skip away from names. I'm going to give you some powers. Yeah, people love Mel Gibson. Yeah, this is true. No matter what bad movie this person is in, people will still think he or she is a good actor. That is their power. Who is this person? Nicolas Cage. I was just about to say Boom. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Done. I wrote that around Nicolas right, Cage. Right. I'm glad that... I don't know if... It's got all the hallmarks of a, of a great Nicolas Cage uh, film. Everything's on fire and all the dialogue is shouted. <laughs> he's He is such a weird phenomenon. I mean, I know I'm not the first person to say that, but he's in a few of my favorite movies. But f- man, he sucks sometimes. <laughs> Did you know there's a, like a Nicolas Cage film festival? That's that, great. I want to go. And I guess at the inaugural one, I guess there's only been maybe one or maybe two of them, but this most recent one, whichever one that was, whether it was the first or otherwise, he randomly, he just showed up at it. They didn't That's invite awesome. him. They, they weren't, because they didn't expect him to come, but they did like a, like a film festival and they showed like, like 30 hours of so Nicolas great. Cage, like movies, like back to back. And he, unbeknownst to them, he was there the entire time and watched everything. And then halfway through, got up on stage and was like, he's like, hey, I just want to let you know I came to this thing, and this is amazing, and I can't believe you guys would do this for me. And they were like, holy fuck, like, 
What? But does he really? I mean, I would assume there was a little bit of irony in the whole concept. I don't think so. Maybe not. I, I don't. I think know. he understands that though. I think yeah. he gets. He him. doesn't. Yeah, I, I think he does too. I think he gets himself. He's like he's like if if the room was this reality, if we lived in the room, he would be Bill Murray. Sure. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah. If well, everything was just a little darker. <laughs> was it called the Cageathon? I don't remember what it was. I think it was just called the Nicholas Cage Film Festival. No. Oh, they were lazy. The M- the NCFF. Have North you ever Carolina. seen the YouTube video that's a mashup of basically Every scene where he loses his mind in a movie. Yeah. That's, that's so phenomenal. Take your face off. <laughs> a, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. God, it's so great. And that scene, I don't even know what movie it was from, where he's painting and he's just throwing black paint all over himself and covers himself in it. And he's just screaming. That's not the weatherman, is it? I, d- I don't think so. <laughs> and then that scene from, of course, Wicker Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, The peas, the peas, the peas. such a bad remake. Uh, great uh, Iron Maiden song. It is, yeah. It's a great original film with Christopher Lee, too. The original I did not see the original. Fucked up. Like, what a fucked up movie. <laughs> what superhero power does Frank Zappa have? <laughs> All moonbeams. of them. Did you say moonbeams? See what I did there? Yep. Mine would be Dweezels. <laughs> he could command Dweezels from his fingertips. <laughs> I was going to say he could he get any rat, he could just make catch on fire and then throw people. You <laughs> Hot rats everywhere! <laughs> he's, like, he's Gambit, but of rats. Yeah. He doesn't have to play cards, just throws hot rats everywhere. His, his, his fucking secret base is a uh, garage. <laughs> That's great. All right. He rides a moonbeam, throws rats, and shoots oh weasels from his fingertips. <laughs> Lives in a garage. That's amazing. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. You guys feel me. Every time you get married or divorced, you become a better actor or actress. What person has this power? Brad Pitt. Mm. He does reinvent himself after I every mean, relationship. He's been, he's been having a reconnaissance for decades now. Kind of. What's McConaughey's Ma- when McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey you leave, start- you leave like horrible like rom coms behind? <laughs> well, yeah, when he became like a respected actor, like from uh, uh, True Detective on, mm-hmm. you know, Matthew McConaughey is now seen as a great actor, whereas before that he was like a pretty boy in rom coms. Yeah, I think. Do you think it had more to do with that, or more to do with the time that he got high and sat naked playing bongos <laughs> well, in his front lawn? I mean, he is a he's definitely a free spirit. He's from Texas. What do you expect? Ability to speak to penguins. The penguin. No, wait. That's not the game we're playing. The ability to uh, speak. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> I was going to say Morgan Freeman, because didn't he narrate the March of the Penguins? <laughs> he did. Morgan Freeman is, is Hello, a penguin. Hello, my friend. Come here and help me take over the world. <laughs> All of the penguins. <laughs> oh, that's good. one of them. You can do a pretty good Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it's just all of the penguins. That's all, that's all you can no, say. That's all, can all, say. all of the penguins. All of the penguins. All right. Christopher Walken. 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 It's not Walken. Christopher, well, it's somewhere between those. Christopher Walken. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Have you seen the, the SNL sketch where he was... Uh, I'm Christopher. Wait, sorry. What? Have you seen the SNL sketch where he was the Confederate general named Colonel yes. Angus? Yeah, that was wonderful. Just because, not because of the, the, you know, the joke that it was built around... Just seeing Christopher Walken try to do a southern accent was, was amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm going down to the deep <laughs> south. It's very high. I would like to talk to you about all of your Christopher sp- Walken sounds very much like Kevin Spacey, doing, <laughs> which isn't bad. Doing a Christopher Walken, he can do it well. He's great at voices. Um, 
Did you just switch gears without telling us back to giving us the actor and us telling to do the superpower? I think he's going back and forth. I'm going back and forth, yeah. Oh, okay. So Christopher Walken's superpower is intimidating people to the level that they're pissing their pants, but they have no idea why. I was going to say he sucks the punctuation off the page and then disperses it randomly back out to the universe. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Gives like it to that. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I didn't have use for the exclamation well, these, point, so I gave it to you. Uh, commas. Why don't you take them? More dangling participles. <laughs> all right. Why, why are you Jerry Lewis all of a sudden? Who's He's like somewhere between shop? Jerry Lewis and Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my best, guys. It's Come all right. On. It's all right. All right. I think uh, I think I'm almost done here. Uh, Lady Gaga. Um, my my belief would be that her superpower would be to sleep with people and steal their powers through her vagina. Jesus. Or her poker face is just unbreakable. Un- incredible. <laughs> no, sh- her, no, wait, no one calls her bluff. Wait, her p- 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 right. poker face. Exactly. So it's funny. Um, the, the reason I mentioned my superpower is because she said in an interview prior to the release of her second album that while she is recording and writing new music, she does not have sex because she believes that people's creativity can be taken out through their genitals. Whoa. <laughs> So my is that the inverse is yeah, true. Right. Is that it while she's on tour, she just sleeps with as many people as possible so that whenever she goes to lock her vagina off from the world, she's keeping all that in there. I'm grossed out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of what her superhero name would be. Pussy Rogue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I I'll say this, but you have to cut this out. Nope. <laughs> don't say it then. Don't say it. Creative cream pie. <laughs> oh, well, that's not what I thought you were going to. If you wanted to cut it out, just preface it and end it with the N-word. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I have a, I have one in here. Guys, I was really stoned when I wrote this, and this doesn't make any sense. You're stoned when you do all of these, aren't you? Uh, yeah. A couple of them have been phenomenal. Like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you lose creativity during sex, but you seem to gain it when you're stoned. So. Thank you. Good on you, mate. Doing taxes gives erections. I wrote that down, and I don't know why. You know, that's my superpower, so uh, <laughs> we like, can just go. Who's, so that's your superpower? Yeah, it's Amos's Oh, superpower. I guess I was just channeling January, my... January 20th hits, and he goes, oh, this weekend. He looks, looks down at so his So many w- erections. He looks down at his W-2s, and he's like... <laughs> I love that your grunt sounds exactly like the Jurassic Park laugh <laughs> in the helicopter. What's the actor that does that? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is just a cheese man from France. Delicious brie. Yours, man, you're just a cheese man from France. I'm going to slice that in just here. just a cheese man. So people can tell that my laugh was accurate. All right. I want to end on this. <laughs> end on this one. Do you guys remember the te- movie Death Becomes Her? Yeah, it's great. Bruce Willis and um, Goldie Hawn. And- so she, they're undead. Um, but... The only the only negative part they don't have to eat people. The only negative part about it, well, you know, usually when you're they undead, they drank a potion. They drank a potion which made them continue to live after. Sure, and usually when you're undead or or whatever, um, you you have to like eat flesh or do something horrible. They don't. They just have to continuously make their bodies up so that they look like they're living. Yeah. What two people would replace that? Like, would if you reboot this movie or whatever? It's so easy. What two people are the new Death Becomes Her? It's so easy for you, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> Death Becomes Them. 
Did you ever see Death Becomes Her? Ames? What, a, what? The Water a, Twins. Jason Jaina? What are their names? Yeah. I have no clue. I never even really watched the Wonder Twins. I just have like clips in my head of like eagles and buckets. Like birds <laughs> flying like a bucket somewhere. Right. Well, she can turn into any animal and yeah. he can turn into anything liquid related. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be like it was always like a, a hawk flying away with a bucket of water. No. It would be he'd be like a wave or And she'd be uh, a porpoise. Like a she'd be like a scorpion. It's funny because... Scorpion on a wave? (laughs) I mean, whatever. Let's see if they can do a Wonder Twins movie. I mean, why not? If they could pull that off, I could see a Will... I could see Will... Will... I could see Will Ferrell producing that movie. Sure. I'd go see it. He did that Hansel and Gretel movie that was worth watching. The... Wait, the one... The the Grimm? No, 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 no. It was called... I'm pretty sure it was called Hansel and Gretel. I don't remember that And it was done by... It was like the first non-comedy film done by Will Ferrell. And let me tell you... It's so worth watching for how ridiculous what's it, it is. What's it about? It's about Hansel and Gretel, I think. Let's see what it is. The one where they're demon hunters and they fight mythical yes. creatures? That's, yes. Oh, it's called God. Grimm. It's, no, 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 no. no, no, no. There's another one. Yeah, I know what you're talking Okay. That one, did that star um, oh, Jeremy Hawkeye? Renner. Yeah. That's Jeremy yeah. Renner. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. The one that I'm thinking of was Matt Damon. Was yeah, Grimm? and Heath yeah, Ledger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only saw part of that, but I liked it. That was a good movie. I mean, it wasn't like a fan. It was a, an amazing film. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was a fun fucking. movie. We're still man. talking about it years later. I'm trying to find. But Graham changed everything. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the day that Grimm changed cinema, <laughs> which we now know as Grimina. <laughs> yeah, it's Hansel and Gretel, 2013. Just making sure. I'm a Griminographer. <laughs> All right, it's so stupid. I love the Griminatography. <laughs> it's probably time to end the episode. It's definitely time to end the episode. I had fun, guys. Um, next week, reminder, we're going to be talking about Planetary. That's a Warren Ellis jam, right? Yeah, Warren Ellis and John Cassidy. All 27 issues. Yeah, we're going to talk about that with Sequoia Speaks. And if you want to find me, you can catch me at the Canadian... No, just Canadian Blaken. No, only. No... <laughs> At Canadian Blaken. That's why they made the at. To, to be definitive yes. about where it starts. Yes, otherwise, because I'm not just or the. Canadian Blaken, hashtag the comic trope. You can find David Count Paper, and you can find Amos reading the obituaries. All right. Why not? I'll do that. I'll do shit. I'll do that. Hey, you want me to read obituaries? I'll read obituaries, all right? Find him at the local grammar store. Hey, I got a grammar store for you. Right between these dangling participles. Boom. Did your mother sew? Have a sew that. Give it a sew that. From the comic truck to you, read a fucking comic. Thanks. So you two, um, big up, big up, Dinosaur. Oh.